The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So I hope everybody had a nice morning and your meditations. Um, and I hope that something I say today might be of benefit to you. Um, the topic of my talk is on the courage to act on our intentions. So when Gil asked me to lead this retreat today, my initial reaction was, no, <laughs> that's scary. Um, this is actually the first time I've sat up here to give a formal talk. So um, public speaking scares me, as it does many people. Um, but I decided that I needed to do this because it scares me. And I've spent much of my life running away from things that scare me. And I have found that it doesn't make me any less afraid. On the contrary, it makes me less confident in my ability to face things that scare me. So when we run away or hide from things that frighten us, our lives can become very small and contracted. It's like trying to prevent an intruder from coming into our homes. So we invest in some really sturdy locks and we get a surveillance camera and an alarm system and a dog. And then we go into our houses and we lock the locks, turn the security system on, park the dog by the door, and there we are in the house and we're still afraid. <clears throat> because there's no amount of security, that um, external security, that's actually going to quell that fear within. So mindfulness meditation is a very important practice to help us turn towards our fears to find that safety within. When we're sitting quietly, focusing on our breath, we may finally come to a feeling of ease, a feeling of coming home to ourselves. And this is most likely to happen when we're on a long retreat. Sometimes retreats are difficult and we're facing some difficult things. And sometimes they can be really deeply uh, settling. We can feel very safe and secure, free of responsibilities, just have our yogi job once or twice a day, and we just might want to stay there and never come back. <laughs> but finding a safe home within is even though finding a safe home within is one of the most valuable reasons to practice, if we cannot take that feeling of safety out into the world with us, we've really only gone partway on the path. 
Meditation and retreat are not meant to substitute for living or to run away from the things that frighten us. It's, meditation is meant to help us develop the equanimity to meet whatever arises. It's a practice that's meant to be taken off the cushion, out into our lives, so that we can engage more skillfully and be more fully alive. So, although equanimity is one of the most important fruits of the practice, we must be mindful not to use it as a shield to hide behind in order to avoid the things that scare us. So this can sometimes happen when we get really good at accepting things as they are. Equanimity is a wonderful practice for accepting things we cannot change. However, it's not such a great practice when we sit in acceptance of things that actually do need changing. We may believe that we're growing ever more equanimous in our practice, when instead we may just be too afraid to take action. So we're probably all familiar with the serenity prayer. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. The one thing that we must be in our practice is deeply honest with ourselves. Our mindfulness practice is here to help not only to accept the things that we cannot change, but to have the courage to change the things we can and to have the wisdom to know when we're actually hiding out in our practice to avoid change because it scares us. We don't often talk about courage in our practice, but it's in fact one of the most important characteristics of mindfulness. Mindfulness is a way of turning towards whatever is with clear seeing, especially the things that frighten us, so that we can be free of their grip, free from the suffering of being afraid and being paralyzed by inaction, free to wisely consider if there is something that needs changing or something that needs doing, and having the courage to do it. There are two things in our practice that enable us to be more courageous. One is getting in touch with our intentions, and the other is practicing self-compassion. We all have hopes and dreams. Intentions are a choice to act upon those hopes and dreams. When our intentions inspire us, when they make us feel more alive, 
when they make our lives feel worthwhile, they will give us the courage to act upon them. My anxiety at public speaking could have kept me at home today. But when I touched it with my intention, I realized what is really important to me is that I want to help support and encourage others in their practice and to inspire more loving kindness and compassion. And when I bring these intentions to mind, it makes me so happy to be here. And it helps me to overcome my fears. So it's important to reflect on your deepest intentions and to be inspired by them. The other characteristic that enables us to have the courage to act on our intentions is self-compassion. When we have the confidence that whether we succeed or fail, we will be here for ourselves with kindness, then we'll feel safer to move out into the world and to take some risks. If I should fail miserably at this talk, I know that at the end of this talk, I will put my hand on my heart and I will say, Hillary, you were really afraid to do this, but you did it anyways. Way to go. (laughs) So be your own cheerleader and encourage yourself to act on your intentions. Whatever the outcome, don't be afraid to give it a try. Or rather, do be afraid and try anyway. (laughs) When our intentions and our actions are in alignment with our values, we feel a sense of integrity, a oneness which can be felt as a deep sense of calm and well-being, or a feeling of being energized and uplifted. We feel more connected to ourselves and to the world. And we feel that our lives have meaning and purpose. So what are your intentions? Do they inspire you enough to take action, even if it might be scary? Do you practice self-compassion when things don't turn out as well as you'd hoped? I'd like just to take a couple minutes to touch in with an intention that you might have with compassion. So if you close your eyes for just a moment, take a deep breath in through your nose, long, slow breath out through your mouth. Beginning to breathe in and out from the center of your chest. And bring your attention to your heart center. And imagine gently dropping this question into your heart. Is there a hope or dream I've been afraid to act on? And 
and just listen quietly for something to arise. It may come as a thought, a feeling, or simply a knowing. Is there a hope or dream I've been afraid to act on? Noticing how you're feeling in your body. And now drop this question into your heart center. Is there a small step I might take to move forward? Is there a small step I might take to move forward? Noticing if there's any unease that might be arising. Noticing where you're feeling that in your body. Bringing self-compassion to the unease. Perhaps it might be in your chest or your belly. If there is any unease, just putting a hand there or two hands. Feeling the warmth of your hand permeating your body. Transmitting compassion and a wish to ease suffering. Are there soothing words that might be encouraging for you to hear? Perhaps it's okay. No need to be afraid. Just take a little step and see what happens. And finally... Letting this question gently enter your heart. What is my deepest intention? What is my deepest intention? And noticing how you're experiencing that in your body. Does it energize you? Bring you peace? Whatever the feelings are, let them expand to fill your whole body and beyond feeling inspired by this heartfelt desire. And then taking another deep breath in and out. And when you're ready, opening your eyes, coming back to the room. It's a lovely way to begin each day getting in touch with your deepest intention. 
When you feel burdened or you lose sight of why you're doing something, remind yourself of your intention. If it's sincere and heartfelt, coming from a place of goodwill and compassion, it will help you to feel good about what you're doing, even when you encounter difficulties or even when you're afraid. If you feel inspired and uplifted by your intention, it will give you the courage to overcome fear, to pick yourself up when you falter, and keep taking another step forward. Courage does not always roar. Sometimes courage is the quiet voice at the end of the day saying, I will try again tomorrow. That's a quote by Mary Ann Radmacher. The word courage comes from the French word cour, meaning heart. So take heart. I'm here to encourage you to connect with your deepest intention and practice self-compassion so that you may have the courage to act on your good intentions. The more you practice this, the more confidence you will have in your competence to turn towards your fears with compassion and be brave. Remember that courage is not the absence of fear. It is the realization there is something bigger and more important than fear. What is it that's bigger and more important than your fear? Set your heart on that and be courageous. The world needs us to be brave. Thank you.